0: Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you want. Style in, toll free. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and we'll give you the features there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, you can enjoy freetalklive.com on the house and you can actually control the content of the website over at freetalklive.com, dot com. You sign up, you submit things to it if you would like, and that you like you would submit maybe like a YouTube video or a news article or blog post and then other listeners will get to vote on what you've submitted, the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website. Over at freetalklive.com. Nemi is here with me this evening. Good evening to you. Hello, Ian. How are you? Just super. Now, you mentioned something right at the, I guess, the top of freetalklive.com tonight. Yeah. there's interesting uh, to you?
1: Somebody has uh, submitted a story on freetalklive.com, and it has been voted up. um, And it's from Wired. Let me get to my article that's usually, here. That's
0: usually a pretty good source. Yeah.
1: Judge orders defendant to decrypt laptop. Oh, boy. A judge on Monday ordered a Colorado woman to decrypt her laptop computer so prosecutors can use the files against her in a criminal case. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about the Fifth Amendment? I mean, didn't didn't they say that you're not supposed to be forced to testify against yourself?
1: The defendant, accused of bank fraud, had unsuccessfully argued that being forced to do so violates the Fifth Amendment Fifth Amendment protection against compelled self-incrimination," the judge said. "I conclude that the Fifth Amendment is not implicated by requiring production of the unencrypted contents of the Toshiba Satellite M305 wow. laptop computer. The authorities had seized the laptop from
0: the defendant. Diff- it says right here. Let I me mean, just to interrupt uh, that you shall not be compelled. Uh, in any criminal case, to be a witness against yourself—I mean, I'm paraphrasing—but that's yeah. that's basically yeah. what it says here. And
1: and I know this is a concern for some folks who have um, who do uh, videotaping with their their cell phones as well. In terms of, um, I keep my cell phone locked, so if it Me falls too. into. Hands that are not mine, um, the information therein remains intact.
0: I'd rather not have the police department snooping through my emails, if I can at all avoid that. Not to say that they couldn't if they wanted to get a warrant or whatever. If they sent a letter, I'm sure they probably wouldn't even have to have a warrant. they they just send a letter to the internet service provider or uh, or the uh, the email provider. They probably would be able to get in. But just, just to make it a little more difficult for them to where they can't just arrest me on some nonsense charge right? have right. access to my phone.
1: Exactly. And it says, full disk encryption is an option built into the latest flavors of Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. And well-designed encryption protocols used with a long passphrase can take decades to break, even with massive computer pen. Computing power. Mm-hmm. Government had argued that there was no Fifth Amendment breach and that it might, quote, require significant resources and may harm the subject computer if the authorities tried to crack the encryption. The uh, U.S. attorney, Patricia Davies, it's too
0: much work.
1: Said, we need, we yeah, need
0: you to just tell
1: us. You just need to give it to us. If Judge Blackburn did not rule against the woman, it would amount to a concession to her and potential criminals, be it in child exploitation, national security, terrorism, financial crimes, or drug trafficking cases. That encrypting all inculpatory digital evidence would serve to defeat the efforts of law enforcement officers to obtain such evidence through judicially authorized search warrants and thus make their prosecution impossible. Isn't that the point?
0: Well, this isn't all about... You're right. It's clearly about getting people and putting them in cages. I mean, we can't possibly have anything in the way of putting people in cages.
1: You know, people from... I just... I think this is disgusting. It's horrifying.
0: The article And And, by the way, it doesn't say this, or I haven't heard it yet, but you you might want to ask yourself the question, what would happen to this lady if she said no? Yeah,
1: it doesn't say... Inceptive
0: court, you're going to jail... For an indefinite period of time,
1: so the judge ordered the defendant to surrender an unencrypted hard drive by February 21st. The judge added huh. that the government is precluded from using the act of production of the unencrypted hard drive against her in any prosecution. So the act of production is can't be held against her, but it sounds like the contents of the search can be used. Said, Do we have
0: any idea what it was they're investigating?
1: Uh, they are said earlier in the case it's fraud
0: okay hmm. so your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-453 free. is the sacral cai toll free line so they didn't force her to input the password right there on the spot they're telling her she needs to show up later a co- she needs to provide a copy
1: of the unencrypted hard drive by february 21st now the article also mentions a child pornography case in vermont Um, with a federal judge ordering the defendant to decrypt the hard drive. Um, While that case never reached the Supreme Court, it differed from this matter uh, because the U.S. border agents already knew there was child porn on the computer. Um, And in this particular case, they're not sure if the evidence they're looking for is there. They just think it is. A jailhouse recording of the defendant said there was plenty of evidence on the laptop that may contain the information that the authorities are seeking it just uh, that blows my mind really that that something you can't even be private in your personal affairs and and your papers
0: not anymore not anymore not in the new america and i i can i can't say i'm that surprised myself i i've been i become so jaded to uh, to all of this to these court rulings that just one after another just whittle away at people's freedom
1: it it makes me wonder what would happen if someone showed up if she produced a hard drive with something else than what is actually on the hard drive.
0: This is why the, the one part about the story that is confusing to me, because how are they going to know? Right. I mean, if she just walks in with a hard drive with whatever on it, how, how are they going to know? Yeah, I maybe don't, I'm missing. I, I feel I don't like know. I'm missing something.
1: Maybe, there. maybe she does need to sit down and actually put in the password on the actual hard drive they have and compare the Although two. Just
0: giving her time to think about it or something.
1: Right. Like I, you know. They give me time to think about my parking tickets. That's
0: true, and you've got quite a few of those, ranking.
1: No, up. I have three. Just three. Just three.
0: And you're going to court on every single one of them. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is what I do. I go to court on parking tickets. Now, have you been to, to court before on a parking ticket? Is this a, I've been be to court time?
1: before on speeding tickets, mm-hmm. but not on parking tickets. This will be a first. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about that, I guess, as time gets closer. Now, I was given a link to uh, TrueCrypt from one of my producers here uh, online, at Syphase. And he says that this is what plausible deniability is about. There's a software out there called TrueCrypt that will allow you to not only encrypt, I believe, an entire disk, but also create encrypted packages and that right. sort of thing. And they have a feature that allows for what they call hidden volumes and hidden operating systems. And until decrypted, a TrueCrypt partition or device appears to consist of nothing more than random data therefore it should be impossible to prove that a partition or a device is a true crypt volume in the first place or that it has been encrypted so i wonder i guess this guy wasn't using true crypt i i don't I know i guess not i i'm not i'm not enough of a uh, you know cryptography expert to really know enough about you know what is how is it that they determine if something is encrypted did he encrypt his whole disk and then is it like when you turn the computer on does a password option come up and say you need to unencrypt your computer now like is it real obvious that yes. this guy's computer this lady excuse me that her computer is encrypted yes. that must be the case yes Yes. so it, it's saying here that uh, a plausible possible Plausible explanation for the existence of a partition or device containing solely random data is that you have wiped or securely erased the content of the partition device using one of the tools that erase data by overwriting it with random data. So, let me explain that a little further. We Hmm. can't just gloss over technical terms. When you erase things, if you are on your computer, and it doesn't matter, I'm pretty sure this applies to Macs and Windows or Linux If you click the delete button on a file and it disappears, it's not really gone. No. It's it's still there. It's still there. Basically, what happened was when you click the delete button, you confirm that you deleted the file. Your operating system essentially marks it. It, and it marks it as deleted. So it doesn't count that file anymore when it looks at your hard drive. And eventually, as you download more things to your computer, as your computer is, is used more and the hard drive is used more, eventually the hard drive is going to get around to writing over okay. that part of the disk. But until it does, that file is still there. You can use a, a service like an undelete program to just bring it right back. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, is free talk live dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want 855-450-FREE that is the CAI toll free line one 450 3733 join us on our website freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there listening options are included and I was up uh, burning the midnight oil last night uh, working on some of those options. As a matter of fact, because uh, like I said yesterday, we were talking with TuneIn.com, and as you know, if you've been to the mobile site at m.freetalklive.com, we feature the TuneIn application uh, to give you an option for every single phone brand out there. So whether it's uh, whether it's Android, iPhone, iTunes Blackberry. is really
1: easy to use too. I had iTunes? it on my.
0: Uh, what is
1: that? the The radio program you were just tune in. Tune in. Thank there's you. There's
0: iTunes. and nope, there's. Tune
1: I, in. I, I misspoke. Um, iTunes is I did in have. My uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I had a Tune In on my BlackBerry, and now I have it on my Android, mm-hmm. and it, it it works great. Easy and road. it's
0: free. Yep and you can tune into Free Talk Live's live streams that way and also lrn.fm uh so so I've been in talks with them and we're probably going to do some sort of an agreement even if we don't it was time to go ahead and and, uh, and expand the streaming options it's something that I did over at lrn.fm several months back was at a a different stream that's being hosted on a different server Sometimes it's pretty rare, but sometimes a server goes down. You know, there's something that goes wrong. Things break in the, the mechanical world. And so when that happens, it's nice to have another option. And so basically, the way it's set up now is if you're listening to the broadband stream, at uh, freetalklive.com, listen, go to listen.freetalklive.com. If you listen to the broadband stream, you're on a different server than you would be if you'd be listening to the mid-grade or low uh, bandwidth streams. So if one of them's not working, you can now select the other one and try that and see if that one works. It's very very unlikely that both servers are going to be down at the same time. So at this point, the only way that you will not be able to listen is if somehow we're out here at uh, the studio at the lrn.fm studio which is also very unlikely because we have dual internet connections here so again uh very unlikely that anything that that we're ever going to be completely offline as far as audio is concerned that's good so we're we're a little more robust now there's still like the the best way to take us down would be a total power failure Um, we've got battery backup and even a generator here but as i found out during the last power failure my power uh situation is better apparently than the routing switch that the the cable modem company has <laughs> doesn't a figure because i was still online the lrn.fm studio was still cranking out audio but unfortunately the internet connections were not reliable let's just Excuse say me, let's goodness. just say that i figured if i had two internet connections at least one of them would would stay hot but no nope. After a little while, they both went down. So. I tried, Nemi. I tried. You
1: know, it, it happens. Yeah. Maybe we just need to go to satellite instead of cable.
0: No, I don't think so. Uh, at least from what I can tell, satellite. Uh, from from what I can tell, satellite is uh, is just not ready for prime time. as no, far as, uh, no I'd agree. As far I, as latency and things like that. I, I worked,
1: worked for one of the first ISPs here in town, and I was just remarking to a friend of mine who worked with me there. Um, the other day that uh, technology just in the last fifteen, ten, fifteen years has been absolutely amazing and, and you know, GPS and all all of the technology that you can have in your hand and it just strikes me as funny that we we can't keep a radio station up even even with all the duplicitousness mm-hmm. that you duplicitous, you've built, I don't know if du- that's the right word. Du- is that
0: the wrong du- Dup- to, to be duplicitous is to uh to basically deceive someone to Aha. act as though you're uh, so not someone you're not.
1: Duplicate is the word that I was looking for. <laughs> I love grammar hour, usage hour, <laughs> diction hour. Let's, ha- let's have it. Let's
0: do it. So uh, we've been kind of on a tech uh, kick here, and we can continue that here in a moment. Speaking of tech, though, uh, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Great resource. To get yourself a free audiobook and get into the world of audiobooks, if you 've never uh had an audiobook before, then you don't know how really useful they are because you can take them wherever you want to go, and uh it's a lot more convenient in a lot of ways than than having a book they're great in my car. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to read when you're driving, yes. but it's it's uh I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that. Uh but listening to a book is a great idea, uh especially with the the dismal state of uh, national radio today just being awful in general. It is
1: pretty terrible. Uh
0: so, you know, go get yourself a free audiobook at audible slash ftl You get a free gold membership and your first downloads free. You don't have to deal with uh, you know carving time out of your day to sit down and read a book. A book can become part of your regular day, which is cool. And Audible is the leading provider of digital spoken audio information and entertainment. So whether you're looking for the latest release or something that's a classic, you'll probably find it at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So, we'll continue here, and the news that you started the show out tonight with, which is pretty disturbing, Nemi, is a lady has been forced by a man in a robe to reveal her password, or to unencrypt, I guess, her disk. uh, To decrypt her her
1: laptop so prosecutors can use the files against her in a criminal case.
0: Right. Seems like a clear case of uh, violation of the Fifth Amendment. In fact, she argued that, uh, and doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because the Constitution doesn't matter. matter. I mean, it's, it, even in in Derek's court case last
1: week, we mentioned this, and I was glad that you you said it right before we went to went to a um, break. And the he made a motion. Derek Jay made a motion that the Constitution matter in in the proceeding, and it, it, the motion was denied. Denied. <laughs> denied. So the Constitution it's doesn't so, matter. I, I it's just do so don't...
0: awful, and it's just so in your face, and Do people know this? They must not know. Either they must not know or they just don't care or they know and they know there's nothing they can do about it. Like one of those three options, we're all just screwed. I I think
1: when I'll reference back to your case in Concord with the um, the meter maid who didn't had admitted she had never read the New Hampshire Constitution. Mm -hmm. I I get into constitutional debates with people occasionally. It's not like something I go out and rabidly do. But one of the most frustrating things I, I have is arguments with folks who are like, oh, sure, let's drug test the welfare recipients. So I'm like, don't you understand? That's a violation. It's unconstitutional. They're like, I don't care. Wait a minute. Because if you don't care when we come for the welfare recipients, oh, yeah. you know, maybe you won't care when we come for the property owners because you rent. Yep. Or
0: the reporters. Stick it to those rich people. Because you, you like Fox News. You know, speaking of reporters, you've got news about them. We'll get to that in a moment here. But let's go to your calls first and talk to Eric in the Ukraine. Eric, you're nice. on Free Talk Live. Eric.
2: Hey, guys. How are you guys doing?
0: Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight?
2: Well, I just wanted to let you know that when we were living in Ukraine, I've been there for the last seven years. We've been here for the last 11. Um, we have been listening to you for a long time, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we heard about the Free state project through you. So uh, We sold our place and flew to San Francisco last month, about one month ago today. And uh, we're on our way. So uh, we went from San Francisco all the way
0: to... In a, are, you, are you driving here. from San Francisco? Yeah, we bought an RV. Oh, and, wow. Uh, nice. I want you to tell me more about it, if you don't mind. Stick with me, uh, Eric. We'll bring you back in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Uh, another trek across the U.S., For the Uh, Free State Project. for what it sounds, maybe a family. He's saying we, so it could be a family, could be a couple. We'll we'll learn more about Eric here in a moment and his story. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Free talk live.
1: From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground visit libertydocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's libertydocumentary.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, and bring up what you want. 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And we call it Free Talk Live because you can bring up anything. You're free to call in and talk about what you want. And the show's live seven nights per week. So if you've missed a moment, don't worry. You can just go and click and download as many as you'd like, going all the way back to late 2006 over at freetalklive.com. Now, we are talking. Uh, we're going to get back to Eric here. He's calling from San Francisco area on his journey that is uh, quite a lengthy one, one that started in the Ukraine and is going to end in New Hampshire. And he apparently has joined the Free State Project, of which I am also a participant. And Nemi, you are not because, well, you've lived here your whole life. That's right. Uh, in New Hampshire. And so you are what one might call like a pre-stater. The Free State Project is a movement of thousands of liberty-oriented people who are all focusing their efforts uh, in one place, their liberty-oriented activism, if you will, whether that be politics or civil disobedience or making, uh, creating media. They're doing it all in one physical geographic location, and they're coming from, as you can see or hear, all around the world uh, in order to do this. Because if you're anything like I was, you're frustrated by court decisions like this woman being forced to unencrypt her laptop – and or various other insane uh liberty destroying court decisions and legislation and such you're sick of it and you're frustrated because it seems like no matter what you do and no matter how many people you talk to and it doesn't matter that nothing changes that it just keeps getting worse that the, the change is bad we don't there's not the change we're looking for and you kind of end up running up against this brick wall of the system and eventually you can only slam your head up against that brick wall so many times before you know the blood's just dripping into your eyes and it gets really uncomfortable so you decide that uh screw this i'm just going to put my head down and try not to uh you know get into any situations and try to avoid a conflict with the state which you know that works for a little while in general until but until they come for you too right eventually <laughs> They've got your number. Eventually, it's your turn again, and they're going to come around for a good screwing, Mm -hmm. and – you know, maybe you'll lose your life. Maybe you'll you, you'll lose your house. Maybe you'll you'll lose your family. You're going to lose something. So when the state comes calling, you're going to lose money. Even if you end up winning in court, so-called, which is no. very rare. Even if you do end up winning a case, you've still lost time and you've still lost money and, and energy. Right, and the the mental anguish and uh, effort that you had to put into defending yourself. So you always lose when the state comes around so the old uh, head in the sand approach isn't a very effective one if if what you want is to see liberty in your lifetime but what is effective is moving together with other like-minded people and i would recommend you check out freestateproject.org to learn more about how you can do that Uh, again go to freestateproject.org in fact if you uh, would like to come visit in new hampshire and meet people like eric from the Ukraine and other folks, including many of the voices you hear calling and uh, calling the show and behind the microphones, then I'd suggest to go to the Liberty Forum. It's coming up here in about a month's time. You go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum, and that will give you more information about this just awesome event uh, in which there are hundreds of like-minded liberty-oriented people all focusing. Uh, their their weekend in the same place. So people come from across New Hampshire, they all come to Nashua, they come from across the world uh, tr- to travel, to to be together, uh, to see great keynote speakers and participate in panel discussions, but more importantly to network and to meet new people and meet people that are maybe on the fence about the Free State Project and show them the wonderful community that, uh, Nemi, you've really started to experience within the last uh, half a year, I would say, yeah. to, a, to a large extent, but you kind of... Uh, Flirted with it a couple years back. Yeah. and I've been uh, watching you guys for a while. It's a great community full of wonderful people. And there are people that are willing to to put it it on the line. And if enough people are willing to do that, then I think we can see a difference uh, made. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and use discount code FTL2012 to get 10% off the already low prices. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Discount code FTL2012. Eric, are you planning on attending? You're, you said you're about ready to – you're kicking off your move right now. You've come from the Ukraine. You moved to San Francisco temporarily, and now you're, you've are you got an RV, and you're going across the country with the destination being New Hampshire. Are you going to be here in time for the, the Liberty Forum next month?
2: Um, yeah, I think we'll be there in a couple of weeks. Excellent. Um, I'm not in San Francisco right now. We started in San Francisco. Right now, we're in a tropical storm before, right before uh, New Orleans.
1: Oh! Oh! oh wow. Goodness! Um,
2: so, what happened was about two years ago. I started listening to Free Talk Live on the internet while living in Ukraine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, most of the I've lived in Europe most of the past 22 years, and like you were talking about a few minutes ago, is every time I came back to visit, I saw this police state um, progressing, mm. and it was. Just crazy, you know, I, you because know, it's pretty free in Europe compared to the police here. Wow. So, uh, my wife, uh, I got married a few years ago to my Ukrainian wife. I'm from San Francisco. And uh, she really enjoys your show. Well, uh, I have to
0: say I enjoy Ukrainian women. <laughs> They're very, uh, very lovely ladies.
2: <laughs> well, the Ukraine girls really knock me out and leave the West behind, mm. as the Beatles said.
0: Very nice.
2: <laughs> um, so, anyway... Um, We've been listening to you for a few years. We really like uh, what you guys uh, guys, uh, are all about. And uh, so we sold our house just about uh, two months ago and uh, took a flight to San Francisco, bought an RV, went all the way down the coast to San Diego through Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, and now we're in Louisiana. Wow. And we're really excited about getting to uh, New Hampshire and uh, beginning a new life.
0: So uh, is it a, only, is it just the two of you? Only, do you have a family with you? What's what's that?
2: Well, it's my wife Julia and our baby Sophia, she's twenty two months old
0: today. Oh, wow. fantastic! That's exciting. So, and so, uh, so sight unseen, the, you're just going to show up in uh, in the shire and make uh, you know make a new uh, new life for yourself. What do you? What is it that you're planning maybe, on doing for uh, for a living? You are you kind of like a, a telecommuter type?
2: Well, because of your show, one of the reasons I started. And for the last two years, since listening to you guys, uh, I couldn't advertise on Craig'slist, so I was you know, my life my was working, and I was just uh started reading the news and listening to you guys and i really you know you guys really opened my my eyes our eyes, and uh, uh, I started this uh, website revolution news just post all of the news like the most interesting news that you post and all the other alternative news. And just to wake people up. And along the way here, uh, I've been telling people all about this. Oh, where are you moving? Oh, we're moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project. Nice. And like, what's that? And I'm telling them what it's all about and everything. And uh, they, they really like the concept. And not only that, it's that um, it's a beautiful place. Everybody tells us that wonderful people, and I'm you have a new uh, host on there. Or, I'm not sure if it's the lady who's on today, but she said she's from Boston. And she moved there, and everybody's so cool and laid back. And um, I talked. He do. To, uh,
0: what's <laughs> on, that? we have a host like that on this show? Yeah, you have a host, a lady. Oh, probably Stephanie. Stephanie. She's she's yeah. from she's from Massachusetts. I didn't know if she was from Boston, though. But uh, yeah, Stephanie. Oh, I'm, ours. Not, I'm
2: not sure. I'm not sure if she was Boston from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. But she, yeah. said yeah. thing, she said, wow, the people are so amazing there, and that's what people have been telling me all the way. Is like everybody there is so laid back compared to the West Coast, where I'm from." and um, that's one of the there's so many reasons I, we went to the Free states Project like 101 reasons mm-hmm. and uh, the top ones we moved for is first the Free State Project we signed up uh, about a year ago we were like number 9,800 or something um, and then we look through those reasons and no income tax, no
0: sales tax, right? That's true. That's right. Two big ones.
1: We actually have an income while. tax uh, constitutional amendment that just came out of the House um, favorably. And so we're hoping to see that on the ballot for. Um, for voters at the, uh, in does, November of this year. Does the Senate have to pass it too? The Senate does have right. to pass it too. That's pending in the next couple of weeks. A vote on that. So
0: there's a possibility that the people in New Hampshire could be voting to prohibit an income tax forevermore, is what you're saying. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it hasn't happened yet, but if and it does... And it's not like they won't make it up somewhere else, but... Yeah, the property tax. I wish they would prohibit well, property
1: that, tax.
2: I hear that the, uh, the brakes come up. I'll call you back when we get up towards D.C., all right? Exciting. Can't wait to
0: meet you. Yeah, you have a safe us, trip. Let us know if anything uh, interesting happens. Happens on the road. And yeah, definitely get up here safely. And uh, thanks for the call tonight. An amazing story all the way from the Ukraine. And, you know, it's cold
4: there, too. So I guess the weather wasn't That's an right.
0: We're coming up. Free Talk Live.
4: The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com
0: Free Talk Live, toll-free number 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nemi. And we invite you over to our website. If you'd like, you can help support Free Talk Live. All you have to do is go to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll learn about how to get a free bumper sticker. In addition, there are many resources that uh, you can download, like uh, web graphics for perhaps banners for your website High-res graphics, which you can use to make whatever you'd like. And also uh, other stuff, including flyers and more. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to do that. That's promote.freetalklive.com. So uh, in other news here, we started out the show talking about uh, cryptography and security and the fact that apparently you don't have a right to keep your private information private anymore. If the judge decides that he wants to see your laptop... And it's encrypted. They'll force you to unencrypt it. And if you don't do what you're told, it'll be contempt of court. And then they'll hold you in jail forever. For as
1: long, for as, long as they like, yeah. Right.
0: No, not really. Forever. They can hold someone in jail for contempt of court for an indefinite period of time. There is no limit. From what I understand, there is no limit on the power of contempt of court. Because contempt isn't a statutory uh legislation thing it's not a not a statutory power or right or whatever you want to call it i mean none of them, they're not rights but it wasn't created by the legislature i guess is what i'm saying the the courts are not uh, acting upon legislation they're just doing it because they can right. because courts for a long time have done contempt therefore well it's always happened this way so therefore it will always happen into the future and contempt is completely unchallengeable you cannot appeal contempt You cannot – and please, if you're a lawyer and you think I'm incorrect about this, let me know. But in my understanding, you can't appeal contempt. You're just in until you do as you're told. That's what they – Jim Johnson, one of the activists here in the uh, the Keene area, was sentenced to an indefinite detention because he – refused to fill out a financial affidavit. There yeah. was a situation after one of his trials where he was told to pay a fine of a few hundred dollars, and he was refusing to pay that fine, as should be his right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be able to go to jail. In New Hampshire, you're supposed to be able to go to jail and pay it off, uh, pay a fine off 50 bucks a day for sitting in jail. But this was the one time when I'd seen a, a judge refuse to allow that to happen and instead say, well, if you want to say you can't pay this, I'm going to demand that you fill out a financial affidavit. And he refused to do that again. Fifth Amendment, right, right. to self, incri- you know, right to be free from self-incrimination. Same situation. Yeah. And he refused to fill it out, figuring, well, I don't have to. I'd rather sit in jail at fifty dollars a day. And basically, the man in the robe put him in jail at zero dollars a day until he decided to fill out the financial affidavit. Wow. He was in there for 3 weeks before he finally finally broke. I mean, his wife was on the outside and yeah. she, you know, wanted him back and uh, it's it's not easy to be away from your partner and especially if you rely on them for for, for you know, taking care of things. Right. And uh, so, you know, finally they broke down There's, some money was raised uh, between them and some of the other activists around. And we ended up, you know, springing him out because that's what it was all about. It was all about money and obedience. Yeah, That's all it's ever about. Almost always. With the exception of the occasional, you know, case of an actual violent criminal being acted against by the system. For the most part, criminal, these criminal, so-called criminal cases are just people who have been disobedient. Like yep. our friend Derek J, who will be going to court soon for uh, his various so-called crimes, which, of course, don't involve a victim. You are going to court Nemi for uh, parking tickets and other various things that don't involve a victim. So it's all about obedience and money. If you pay them, then it all goes away. Or if you uh, continue to disobey then they might just put you in a jail cell forever.
1: I'm interested to see, uh, well, first of all, I don't know how contempt works on the federal level. I know in New Hampshire there is a limitation to, and I believe it's constitutionally restricted, that there's some oversight for a contempt um, sentence that's longer than six months.
0: I've heard this, and I haven't verified it myself. i right. just heard that. Right. Um, it is curious that the judges always sentence to less than six months. Uh, when they sentence someone to right. contempt. However, that doesn't mean that it can't be approved. Like if they sentence you to five years on contempt, uh, there's no reason why I, the the panel of judges that reviews it won't say, oh, oh yeah, sure. old Judge Burke. Uh, let's see. I played golf with him last week. Sure, right. buddy. No problem. Five years is a OK. That's right. Respect are, his authority. Right, odds are good. If it's overseen by anyone, it's another group of judges. Yes. Not that I know for sure. I don't know for sure.
1: Well, the judiciary, um, the oversight committee here in New Hampshire is made up of most, uh, mostly either um, former judges or attorneys.
0: As it should, as it figures. Yeah, I mean it's it's their it's club. It's a good old boys network. Right. Exactly, really, right. and you can't win. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Christian Anarchist Gene is on the line in tennis, Tennessee. Maybe Gene, where are you right now? Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, back, back in Tennessee. I got two subjects. One is uh... I saw your car on Facebook, by the way. Did you good? Yeah, somebody uh, when you were I guess you were in South Carolina uh, for the uh, for the the primary. For those that don't know, maybe you're a new listener, Gene has a Corvette and has paid like a few thousand bucks to have it wrapped. Uh, you know that the the fancy, uh, nice, colorful advertising that you see perhaps on the side of a, a bus, like a city bus. Well, he's got that same wrapping technology. Mm-hmm. On his whole Corvette, and it's a really like hot looking orange, kind of uh, red and yellow sort of uh, flamey looking uh, scheme, paint scheme, and it's got Ron Paul Revolution on it, and websites and information. And uh, somebody snapped your your picture uh, while they were on the roads in Charleston or something like that, and posted it on the, uh, the on Facebook. People started sharing it around. I think it went viral. I mean, I just people who didn't know who you were were posting uh, your. You know they they were posting your uh, your Corvette, which I thought was pretty cool. So,
5: well, I'd sure like to see that. Maybe you can put it on the BBS. Actually.
0: I don't know if I can dig it up again. It's been several days since since I okay. saw it, and when, when things go away on Facebook, they get real hard to find again. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what were you calling about tonight?
5: Well, number one, Ron Paul signed the hood of my Corvette, so he did autograph my car. Congratulations!
0: That's
1: nice.
5: Yeah, and uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was you were just now talking about uh, the. Judges judge is forcing you to encrypt, uh, decrypt anything that you encrypt. Right. And I wanted to tell you about a program called
3: TrueCrypt. Mm-hmm.
5: And anybody who wants to can just search for it online. It's a free program. Uh, it's called TrueCrypt. And you can encrypt anything you want in a volume, but it has a backdoor. So you can actually have two volumes encrypted in that volume. And one will be your you know your standard password, so you know you would you would encrypt some some fake data under a password, and that would be in one spot in that uh, encrypted volume. Mm-hmm. then you would have another totally different password for your real encrypted data, and there's absolutely no way for anybody to tell which data in that encryption encrypted volume is which.
1: I I'm glad you brought the the conversation back to this because I was just thinking uh, during one of the one of the breaks that you know what what if this lady just said she forgot her password because I forget my password oh my god all yeah. the time I forget the combination to the lock on my locker mm-hmm. you know so what what happens contempt of court contempt of court and yeah. interestingly enough um, based on a tip out of chat I found that the longest. Uh, the American record holder, quote unquote, for the longest time being held in civil contempt of court is 14 years. Jeez. A gentleman oh, named H. Beatty Chadwick spent 14 years of his life in prison. Uh, Delaware County judge. Uh, let's see. Uh, his continued incarceration had lost his coercive effect after 14 years um, and let him go in 2009. And it was oh, during a gosh. divorce case for a divorce It had lost case.
0: its coercive effect.
1: Yeah, 14 years, and he still didn't want to cough up the money. Can't <laughs> say as I blame him.
5: I think it lost it lost its coercive effect long before the 14 years. Yeah, wow. yeah.
1: Chadwick maintains the money was lost in a business transaction and there, therefore he could not surrender money he did not pr- possess. So, yeah, Sick. this is crazy. 14 Sick. years.
0: It's not the only case either. There are a lot of cases where people have just been held and held and held and, you know, no one cares on the outside. There's like maybe there's like a mom or a wife or someone else, some real close loved one. They care. But for the most part, no one knows about these guys. Nobody is, is aware of their stories. And even if they are, what can you do about it? Right. What can you do? If if a man in a robe puts your best friend or your lover in a cage, for contempt, and it's one of those eternal sentences. What can you do about it? Nothing.
1: There's there's nope. nothing to do about it. Because, I mean, as evidenced by what's gone on here in Keene, if you go and try to approach people to talk to them outside the courthouse, they'll remove you from they'll the courthouse property, so you can't talk to them there. You really have no—if the sheriff's not returning your calls, you can't— you know you can't go onto the core property to talk to the sheriff yeah so are you just supposed to bang your head on the wall or, or apparently
0: gene thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you and uh, truecrypt.org is where people can go and and pick up themselves up a copy of true crypt if they would like 855-453 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up anything you want Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you this evening, it's Ian here. And Nummy. Once again, 855-450-FREE. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find. Once again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site if you'd like. You find something online that you think is interesting, submit it over at freetalklive.com. And then other listeners will get a chance to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you have suggested. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website. And it's, so it's constantly updating. There's constantly something new uh, on the website. But it's thanks to you. If you, if you the listener, did not go and participate, then there would be nothing of interest there. So it's all thanks to you. Freetalklive.com. We continue. Uh, we'll take your calls about whatever you want. And and we were actually last hour talking about uh, encryption. And this court case, outrageous court case, where a judge has forced a woman to reveal her encrypted data, essentially forcing her to testify against herself. She brings up the fact that, hey, uh, this is a pretty clear violation of, you know, that whole Fifth Amendment protection against the right to self uh, – the, the right of right to be free from self-incrimination. And the judge said – Uh, I don't think so. That's not how I interpret the Fifth Amendment, little lady. I think that uh, the Fifth Amendment doesn't apply to your encrypted computer, so therefore, hand it over.
1: That's right. And if there's something there that's going to prove you guilty of bank fraud, lady, you are going to be guilty of bank fraud.
0: Or if she opens it up and there's some sort of questionable uh, pornography or maybe some uh, computer files that she didn't pay for or something like that, some downloaded movies, maybe she'll end up getting some extra charges uh, tacked on there, too. Um, yeah, uh, so so the, what do you do about this? How do you have encryption? Why why even bother having encryption if they can just force you into revealing the information? Right. So the answer, according to uh, Gene, who called in one of the uh, the folks that has uh, t- sent me in- information here, uh, is the TrueCrypt program, At TrueCrypt.org. They have what they call hidden volumes, and the way it works, from my understanding of of it is when you create this encrypt you can create it you can encrypt an entire drive but you can also create an encrypted uh, container basically so you can you can create a file on your computer that is like a a box basically you can just put a bunch of stuff in that you want to be encrypted so the rest of your computer can be unencrypted so for instance something you might want to encrypt is like your bitcoin wallet right you know keep keep some whatever it is, is important important business documents whatever it is you want to encrypt you put it in this file now, you can make the the container in two ways. There's one where it's just a regular encrypted container. You type in your lengthy encrypted your password to unlock the encryption, and then it lets you in, and you can browse through the files as though it's a normal uh, drive on your computer. Right. But the hidden volume version of that basically creates a secret hidden container within that file. So what happens is it essentially turns it because the way the encryption works is it creates the file the full size. So if you you tell it you want to create a 50 gigabyte or 20 gig or even just a 5 megabyte whatever, you can make the size whatever you want. You create this file. It it just basically just takes up all of that space on your disk with random what appears to be random data. Right. So the people that are the you know the analysts, the geeks that are on the government's team, these bad people uh that are that are looking at your disk they're looking at the file. They can't tell that there's another encrypted uh, volume within that, basically. So it's, uh, you're kind of almost nesting encryptions in a way. Not no. quite. Because when you open up the when – you, when you go to access the file with a hidden volume in it – so there's two, two portions, right? There's the one that's just the regular encrypted volume, and then within that, there's a hidden encrypted volume. When you go to open the file, it asks you for the password. Well, this is where if you're being forced to give the password and maybe maybe it's not even the government that's doing it. Maybe it's some uh some you know private person who wants to get access to your your business data or something like that maybe you're you know you're being held at gunpoint to reveal some sort of a password uh, to some important business thing. you give them. This the password that's going to give them the, the nothing files, you know, you'll have some files in there that are just, you know, they're not that important. If people find them, it's just something for them to find. Uh, and then there's another password that will get you into the other files. Do you right.
1: see what I'm saying? What's inside. Right.
0: Right. So so if somebody's saying, all right, hand it over. No, I don't want to give that uh, password to you. Well, you better because this man in the robe said you have to. All right, fine. It's blah, blah, blah. But you didn't give them the password to the real encrypted files within that encrypted file. Does that make any sense? It makes sense
1: to me. Okay. What what I think though is to to say that it's it's not findable is not accurate. It's certainly findable. It's just not accessible.
0: So well, they would have to know it's there in the first place, and there's right. no way for them to, to know that.
1: Well, my my understanding here. is even if you hide a. a partition on a drive is mm-hmm. you. if you know what you're looking for if you are a geek when i and I, yeah. as you say i would assume that the geeks on the government side are true geeks, and, and, geeks. and know what they're looking for yeah. that's right and and so if they are looking for it they can probably find it they is, can find my the guess. file they can find right. the encrypted but they can't get partition. into
0: it right they, they can't know what's in there and they can't know that there's another encrypted partition within it just from looking at it from the outside, it just looks, looks like random data on the disk. So they can know, they can say, well, this is encrypted, you need to let us in here. But they can't know if there's another encrypted version of that, if, if that makes any sense. It does. So it's like encryption within encryption. So uh, that's where it comes to the plausible deniability thing. So we'll continue here with you and your calls. You can bring up whatever you want, and we'll go to Tom listening in Maine. You're on Free Talk Live with the and Nemi. Hello, Tom.
7: Hi, great hey. to speak to you guys again. what's, what's on your mind uh, tonight? You guys, I I keep you in the loop here with the uh assault charges that I'm facing.
0: Tell me more uh, uh, about that.
7: Uh well I again I'm I'm not I'm totally in the dark. I have received no discovery whatsoever. This started taking place on November uh fifteenth. I re- I was I was arrested by mail. Uh I received the uh the summons to show up for an arraignment on assault and battery and disorderly conduct hmm. uh on December eighth. And uh, just by showing up, because now I've filed the four motions that I'm going to start with tomorrow, uh, and the, I have the answers to the motions by the prosecuting attorney, and just by, sh- because I'm challenging jurisdiction, that's one of them, and just by showing up, just the fact that I showed up, because he says so, that, uh, well, that they already can assume jurisdiction because I showed up. Under the threat that I'd go to jail, they have a gun pointed at me if I don't show up, uh well you showed up so you gave up your right to jurisdiction that's their claim of course i'm going to argue that but uh, anyway i still i still do not know who i am accused of assaulting i do not know when or where this assault took place wow i just have this this citation all i have right now is an unsigned citation <laughs> from a police officer claiming that I am being charged with assault and battery and disorderly conduct.
1: Well, Tom, I've got to tell you, it was really a prank. I put that letter in the mail to you, so you can't really (laughs)
0: prove who it's from. Ha ha.
7: No, unfortunately, (laughs) I've been in the the arraignment already, so I know better.
0: When uh, is this trial scheduled to occur?
7: Well, the trial, and this gets even better, the trial is scheduled for February 10th. They wouldn't hear my very first motions which are now, obviously, I don't want to put the cart before the horse and file all the motions I want to file because I want to get through these first ones first and try to get it dismissed. which, and it gets even better. I, I hired an attorney. This is where it gets really strange. When this first took place, I hired an attorney for $175 to do two things. One, I wanted the, the uh, police uh, audio recording because they, they tried to interrogate me. And I refused to talk to them. And this kept going and kept going and kept going. And then I know that as soon as you tell them you you do not want to speak, they're supposed to stop unless they arrest you and then whatever they want to do. But it kept going. And I wanted that recording really bad. I paid this lawyer to get that and the subpoena, the uh, videotape of where this took place. Mm -hmm. Guess what? This guy, and also he... He sent in a discovery request for me. Well, by doing that, that kind of put him in a situation where it looked like I retained him. Mm. So it gets even better. Two days before, and he knew I did not want to retain him. I did I, number one, I'm not going to pay him the thousand dollars, and number two, I I didn't want an, an attorney. I wanted to do this on on my own because we have a lot more leeway. So check this out. Two days before my uh my uh arraignment he calls me up and he says oh guess what my i'll
0: tell you secretary- what hold on we'll continue your story here in a moment uh the legal land nightmare that it's sounding like 855 is the toll-free number you can tell your story bring up whatever's on your mind take control of the airwaves 855 this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. The Seikl's CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find there, uh, features including... The news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com and get on the list there. You can follow us via email or Twitter or Facebook, news.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out a news update very early in the morning as I wrapped up adding a brand new stream to our website. So you now have three streams from which to choose. We've got the dial-up slash narrow band stream for those of you on very limited, restricted uh, internet connections. We've got now a mid grade stream, a mid band uh, stream, where it's 32 kilobits per second, so twice the bandwidth of the dial up stream, but not quite as, it doesn't sound quite as good as our full bandwidth, uh, high bandwidth stream, which is 64 kilobits per second. So you now have three choices instead of just two. And you would have known that first if you were on the news list. And you can get on that list over at dot Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Nemi. Nemi uh, from the Shire Free Press, shirefreepress.com. Relatively new site. Uh, They're still uh, building it, I think. Yes, uh,
1: we are are in production. We have some some great uh, pieces that are coming. We have some investigative journalism that is coming up on um, security in New Hampshire courts. And also um, a kind of... Spinning out the Robin Hooding endeavors. If no one is, uh, if you're not familiar with what Robin Hooding is, it's the practice of going out and um, beating. Um, or getting in front of the parking attendants and our parking meter maids. What do you what the do you call enforcers. them? The enforcers. That's right. The people who parking are out there writing enforcers. tickets and just drop a nickel in and kind of render render their ticket obsolete. Right or, before they can get to the right. person's car, you're
0: saving them essentially. Beat from them to it. So
1: I would love to see um see us uh organize an effort and and the group here in Keene definitely has the ability to do it. We have the enthusiasm to do it. We'd like to go out and see if we can render parking enforcement useless. For a week.
0: For eight hours a day? For
1: eight hours a day.
0: Wow, that's really... It's I, ambitious. That's very ambitious. It's
1: ambitious, but I know we can do it. If you can it.
0: pull that off, it will be a huge we can do. It. We can do it. So I think you're right. I think it's possible maybe now with the amount of people we have here. Absolutely.
1: And we've gone mobile. If we, if we the mobile. amount of activists, it would be even easier, though. We, we've we've gone mobile. We have uh, two-way radios that we use in the cars. And we um, we go out and we follow the follow the parking attendants around. And I'd like to see if you know, what the costs are, and, and just do a really investigative piece for the Shire free press, and those are a couple of things that we're working on that the, I'm really uh, excited about. The board operator
0: says he's heard that if you fill the meter and you get caught that you can get a ticket yourself, but that's not true in Keene, Not Hampshire. true
1: in Keene. In
0: some places, it is true. In some uh, places it is a crime to save someone else's parking meter. That's
1: right, and, and what we've seen in Keene is they've brought the kiosks in, again, uh, much like the Bearcat situation that I'm sure we've talked about on the air before. Um, the city council really isn't interested in What the people of Keene have to say, or what the opinions are of the people who are in Keene. So we have these kiosks that kind of um, make Robin Hooding a little more difficult.
0: It makes it impossible. Well, we'll see. I think we'll see in the next couple of weeks. It makes it impossible because you can't go and uh, you can't ascertain how much time someone has left on their meter.
1: I got lots of nickels, Ian.
0: Okay. I I see where you're coming from, but you don't know if, if someone needs to be rescued in the first place through that system. So I mean so it's you more like put a nickel on everyone's account. Sure. I suppose. I guess if you beat the the person there and then put a nickel on everyone's account on that whole strip, then that would be a way to do it. And wouldn't that still be less than ten
1: dollars or fifteen dollars an hour that they're plus benefits that they're paying whoever it is that they're sending out to to enforce the the parking regulations? It's
0: certainly a much more legal option than taking a chainsaw to the meters. So let's go back to uh, <laughs> let's go back to the phones here. Tom is on the line, uh, listening in Michigan. Tom, you're going through a a crazy court situation where you've been indicted. On what was it? Assault? Was it assault charges? Yes, it's, uh, it's
7: simple assault. It's not a, It's not a uh, uh, aggravated assault. So it's just a misdemeanor.
0: So you've been indicted on a mystery ticket uh, written by a mystery officer uh, for a for an event that you don't even know what it is. It has not yet been revealed to you, even though you've gone to an arraignment. Uh, you hired an attorney. The attorney put in for discovery for you. And you made it clear to this attorney you did not want to retain his services, but for some reason the court has determined that you did, and you were telling us about that. So do continue.
7: Yes, yeah. so uh, where I left off was uh, the, the attorney that I hired just specifically to do the uh, subpoenas because I thought, well, he's a court officer, he can get the subpoenas quicker, which is the videotapes that I wanted from the facility I was sitting in when the officers encountered me, and they're claiming I was disorderly. And the uh, FOIA information, that's what it says, specifically on the receipt that he signed, that I wanted the FOIA information of the police audio recording that they claimed that they were taking and uh, as I told you guys before, I called my friend Kurt here, and, and I wanted him to listen in on it. And uh, they had a, the cops had a fit about that that I picked up my phone and called. They actually they accused me of being a conspiracy theorist. Well, hmm. lo and behold, all the information is gone. The attorney that I hired to do this never got that done. He refu- And he showed up, again, back to what I was saying. He He called me two days before my arraignment and told me, that his secretary accidentally faxed in an appearance notice. Oh my! Well, so I didn't. I didn't want him there, but he had to show up. So we talked in the hall. Uh, we went inside, and I told him, "I want you to leave. I don't want an attorney." Lee well, says, "I have to. I, you know, I have to appear because, of course, you know, he's part of the bar, and the secretary did this, so he claims." So the first thing the judge calls my name. I walk up there, and of course, right away the attorney jumps in there. And because he did that, and he claims, and the, the judge specifically asked him if he was retained. I mean, I can read this to you. It's very, very short. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've got it in my hand right now because one of the things I did, I'm, I'm claiming it was an improper uh, arraignment because I was never asked for. A, I was never even asked for a plea. Nothing. Wow. I never made a plea. I never said guilty, not guilty. They never even asked. And that's one of the things that I have on one of the motions of improper arraignment. And the, uh, the uh, city attorney claims, oh, no, you were asked and you made the plea. And I have the transcript. I gave it to him. I made four copies. One's going to go to the court, and everybody has one. And what's screwed me here so far is the judge calls us up, and again, the attorney walks right up and basically introduces himself as my attorney and uh, says that I was offered a plea, And in lieu of the plea, I want to go forth with a jury trial. And uh, then he says, oh, and I want to, um, what does he call this, uh, withdraw from the case. So he's lying right there in court. I never hired this man. Hmm. Plus, after all was said and done, I was so angry, he returned half of my money. I've never heard of retaining retaining a a lawyer for $87.50 in my life.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. So what's coming next for this?
7: Oh, that's I, I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I'm 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 listening. I was going to bring my laptop in there tomorrow because I I don't have the money to pay the thousands of dollars for these books to, to reference the uh, the uh, rules of court and the MCL uh, Michigan Compiled Laws mm-hmm. statutes laws. So I had it on PDF form. I was ready to go. And here I'm listening to you guys talking about confiscating my laptop and all this, and I'm thinking I'm already going to be pushing my luck with. Uh, with the questions i'm going to ask and uh you know i studied mark Stevens, the jurisdictionary and i'm going to right away uh walk in with the uh a uh, uh, presumption and assumption that i am not the fictitious name that you're calling me
0: you I know what i wish you the best of luck tom and keep us in the loop with what uh what goes down it sounds pretty outrageous thus far you don't even know what the situation is and they're charging with a crime it's free talk live is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Nemi. And don't forget, you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you can download archives going all the way back to 2006 and get interactive with our other listeners via the bulletin board system. That's one option. There's also a chat room we can tell you more about later. Uh, but you can go to bbs.freetalklive.com to get to the bulletin board system where you can interact on our, it's basically a forum. But also we post uh, show notes there as well. So sometimes the uh, the show prep that you hear on the show, we'll post that over at bbs.freetalklive.com as well. And of course, like everything on our website, the BBS is totally free. BBS.freetalklive. Dot com as we continue with you and your thoughts, let's go to Daniel in Seattle. Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nemi.
3: Hi, good evening. Hey, Daniel. Uh, I need some advice. I was hoping you could give
0: it to me. For what it's worth.
3: Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I called. Um, so, I am a Cub Scout leader, and we meet once a week, and I've been doing it for about a year. And last night at the meeting, it was the topic was uh, how to do a flag ceremony properly. Mm. And I really enjoy doing, the, you know, hanging out with the boys and stuff and doing all the fun stuff. But last night I kind of felt like I was a, a Nazi or a Jew at a Nazi meeting. Oh, my. Because the whole time was, you know, this is how you salute the flag. This is the proper way to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Let's stand. Be more respectful. It was just sort of the state worship kind of thing you guys talk about. And That's it made a, me really uncomfortable.
0: I bet it did. It would make me uncomfortable, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so I don't know if I could take a lot more of that. And normally, that's only like a couple minutes of the, you know, the meeting, maybe at the beginning or something. Mm-hmm. And I can get by that. But uh, what might you do in my situation?
1: I think I would quit. And here's here's why I have I have a number of different levels that I, I can relate to on this. Believe it or not, I was a Boy Scout for a year. I was a, I was a staff member. <laughs> really? I was a Boy Scout. Um, uh-huh. and, and I, too, I as as an atheist, I had some issues with it as a for female. Sure. I had some issues with it as um, someone who is supportive of the gay community. I'm, I had some issues with it, so I left. And and it's really all about. You looking at you being able to look yourself in the eye at the end of the day. Now, additionally, I was a Girl Scout, and my dad was uh, my Girl Scout leader, and he was a he was an Army colonel. So he was. Hold
3: on a second. Let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying you were a Boy Scout, and your dad was a Girl Scout. No, my dad. I, I was I was a Boy
1: Scout as as uh, as when I was in college. Um, when I was a little girl, I was a Girl Scout, and my dad was my troop leader. Um, and as a uh, military guy. Uh, he was a, a U.S. Army colonel. He was uh, very into color guard and the proper um, saluting of the flag, proper color guard uh, protocol. I'm sure you understand exactly what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, um, the other guy that I work with used to be in the military and was, it's was just exactly the same.
1: Right. So you know the flag rules and that it should be lit at night and taken in if it's not an all-weather flag. You, you know the whole routine. So you know that there are people in the world who are like this. It's it, At the end of the day, it's, it's can you look yourself in the face in the mirror? That would be my advice to you. And if it's if it's not something that you can deal with, then I would suggest get out of it. That's what I did.
0: Well, and not only that, if you're going to take that path and leave, you should probably speak out on the way out the door, too. Like, you know, talk to whoever it is that you have to talk to to resign and say, let them know the reasons why. You know, I don't feel comfortable in this organization. I mean, I want to help. I like working with the kids. You know, this is what I like about being here and I appreciate the opportunity I've had, but I've also been really frustrated with this this mindless state worship that the the scouts is inculcating into these kids i think it's really dangerous it's a crazy religion or you know whatever however you want to put your feelings but you right. should i think that when you when you just walk out from an organization they don't get feedback you, if you want to help them grow over time then you have to give them you know plant a few seeds leave some feedback they're probably just going to say well See you later then buddy. Yeah, Get yeah. out of here you punk. Yeah. But uh, at, the, at the very least you'd be able to say your piece and explain yourself as to why it is that uh, that you're leaving. And huh? maybe you could start like a competing organization like the Freedom Scouts or something like right. that and let uh, uh, you know yeah. let boys and girls in and uh, and gay uh, people in, etc.
3: Do you think there's any I, I ought to make any consideration towards the potential uh maybe positive effect I could have on the boys in the
1: organization. I think what you're yeah. going to find is that, as uh, my my answer to your question is maybe you may be you may be able to reach one or two until your higher ups or your your supervisors inside the Boy wind. Scouts they get wind of what you're doing, um, you know, and then you're going to be hung out to dry in front of your troop that's pretty much how it's gonna go yeah
0: because as soon as you as soon as you start convincing uh, some of the troops to not you know stand during the pledge and to you know to actually overtly uh, disobey yeah, in, in these ways it'll become real obvious
1: just to exercise their rights I'm or or to retain the option of exercising their rights or that they have the right to remain seated or they have the right to not say the under God portion of the pledge or they have
0: or just to even start a conversation anything. about the pledge right. to start a conversation about the flag and what it stands for and what the pledge means and it was written originally by a socialist. So yeah, I mean, you could go out with a bang sort of in that yeah. way if you wanted to. But either way, you're going to be out, right? Like, either they're going to kick you out uh, or you're going to have to leave on your own volition. Or be miserable. There's yeah. your third option. Hey, let us know what you end up deciding. Yeah, and I've Daniel, thanks, thanks for the call. I good appreciate luck. it, man. Yeah, good luck out there. That's That's a tough thing to do. And it's tough to start your own organization. Obviously, it's a lot easier to just join something that already exists. But maybe, I don't know, it'd probably be a lot harder in Seattle, but maybe if you moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and started networking with some liberty-oriented families, maybe it wouldn't be so hard to start up some sort of a scouting organization.
1: Right. Because there are lots of good, that they're
0: fantastic skills that
1: they teach in the scouts. Right.
0: It's not like the resources aren't there. I mean, you can still teach people how to tie knots and sure. put up a, can- a, a tent. Right. And Set a build fire. A, build a shelter, start a fire. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, all that information is there. It's just not being couched or it's currently being couched in the status mantra right. and the status belief system or this cra- crazy state religion, if you might want to call it that. And by the way, speaking of uh, building and surviving and things like that, wisefoodstorage.com can help you out. Because, you know, it sucks to have to run through the woods with a, with a knife in your loincloth and uh, slaughter animals and, you know, cook them over a fire. It makes a lot more sense to just have some food and storage in your basement. You know, in the event of some sort of a disaster, whether it be natural or some sort of a man made uh, occurrence, it's good to have some food around. And the uh, fact is, if you're out in the woods hunting for food, you're going to be competing with other people who are doing that same thing. We just don't have the resources. There's just not enough natural resources in any general given area to support a full population. So it makes more sense to uh, to. To have something stored away. And Wise Food Storage can help you with that. Go to wisefoodstorage.com and learn about their delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches that carry a 25-year shelf life. This is serious food storage solution. Uh, You can go to wisefoodstorage.com. Or call them at eight five five Foodwise. Get a free entree sample. Try it out. See what you think about this. Because I think the quality is very good. We've had other listeners comment on our Facebook profile saying they agree uh, that they've switched to Wise Food from some of the other stored food competitors out there because they were so impressed with the sample entree that they received from Wise Food Storage. So give them a call eight five five Foodwise. Use promo code FTL and get free shipping on any order. That's promo code FTL at eight five five Foodwise or Wise Food. Storage dot com as we continue here with your calls and your thoughts. Paul in Tennessee, you're on Free Talk Live. Paul,
8: hey, hey, hey Ian,
0: hey, you're on with hey, Nemi as well. What's on your mind?
8: Hey, um, um, I've, the last two callers uh is kind of going to fall right in line with what I'm about to say. The reason why I'm calling in is I wanted to comment on right when you guys opened the show, you made a comment, in to the fact that the, the and you said they, and I guess you, you're talking about the establishment. It, it, it appears that they want everybody to be in jail or to be arrested. And being a f- former law enforcement officer, it was kind of funny how these, these last two callers kind of go in line with what I'm, what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Is that the, the police academies are set up to be paramilitary organizations. They they're, they're they're functioning just as like the last caller talked about where they they praise the flag and they salute it and they do all these other things. And what my concern is is that years ago, when you when anyone had an interaction with law enforcement, just because you were an upstanding citizen without a criminal record was enough for you to be sufficient to go on your way. Today, the police are trained, and I'm want you know, and and, and being a person who went through their academies, they're they're teaching us.
0: To Everyone's a suspect. Free. Hang on, Paul. We'll bring you back here in a moment for more thoughts. Uh, former cop. More coming on. The Free, to, free Talk Live.
8: Americans are losing their wealth people are rioting in the streets for years the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty the book in plain sight The Disregarded Truth not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty but also identifies and explains how we the American people can restart what was once a free America it's time to wake up, protect our liberty and return the government back to its proper role it's time to know the truth order in plain sight The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you may bring up what you want. a free number for you, 855-450-FREE. You can get interactive on our website, and there are various different things you can do there. They're all free, though. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We do have a way for you to contribute to the show if you would like, if you value Free Talk Live. If you value the idea that we're here on the air seven nights a week across over 100 radio stations around the country, and, of course, online as well as satellites, uh, we're on up on XM on two different channels there. If that's valuable to you, then you can voluntarily support the show through the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month and we invest that in the show and get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. So you can uh, get the you know, perks as well uh, as uh, just help. You can, you know, you can do it because you want to help us. But you can also do it because there's perks involved like access to the AMP-only forum, the AMP-only podcast and more go to amp.freetalklive.com get signed up with any major credit card through paypal or use alternative options like visa or mastercard right on our website over at amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with paul in tennessee paul you're back on free talk live uh, former cop is this paul McConkie, by the way that's correct right. oh, okay great I talked to you uh, yesterday we did a, an interview that was attached to uh, the the show after the fact so we didn't do it on the air we did it prior to the show and then I added it to the end of the program mark normally does these interviews but he's out mm-hmm. of town this week and I'm glad I had the chance because um, it was very interesting you're the the author of in plain sight which is uh, you're one of our advertisers actually right now and you're you experience you're you're relating to people your experience as a law enforcement officer uh, who you were in the, the field for approximately 10 years and you were just commenting on the police these days and how everyone is a suspect doesn't matter how upstanding they might be in the community they're a suspect so continue your thoughts
8: well and and that's where my thought was 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 headed was that the law enforcement agencies today with their paramilitary organization training is brainwashing the american people that have chosen to enter the field of law enforcement Mm -hmm. to look at everybody as a suspect, and if, and if they are not immediately a suspect, they are to be treated as to gain evidence to turn them into a suspect. Now, the sad part is that we have come so far away from that, that pole, you know, basically switching poles here in our society, that now we're, we're talking about um, law enforcement, and, and this, is the, this is the phrase that I'm now saying. Law enforcement agencies that are unprincipled and immoral are the greatest threat to public safety. But at the same time, these are the same individuals that are supposed to be protecting us.
0: Ah, uh, the irony.
8: Okay, so what, what, what makes me sad, and, and I hope that the listeners that are hearing my voice, is that we need to wake up and we need to see that when these individuals confront us, that they're confronting us with a mentality – to turn us criminals, and the reason why I say that because with my experience, the system is only set up to deal with career criminals. It is not set up to deal with a one-time offender. And if that, and if anybody disbelieves me, any any police officer that that or correctional officer that disagrees with me, they need to wake up and smell smell what they're shoveling. Because if you go and you look at your systems, if you go and look at your NCIC, you look at everything that that, that goes from the booking process. Everything is set up to make somebody a return criminal. That's why they have, you know, they they say that, you know, you, you can go on probation, but if you can't make your payment, you're going to go back to jail.
0: That's right. Yep, uh, and you know, even if you, and violation of probation is so easy to get. There's so many different provisions, and they're so pit, uh, petty that it's not hard at all to to get a VOP and then end up again back in uh, in prison. It's a crazy system, and uh, Paul, it, it is frustrating. And I hope that we can see some change, maybe up here in New Hampshire. But I posted an article over at FreeKeen.com earlier this morning that kind of shows why it's so hard uh, to to make these changes because. On one hand, the police will constantly say things like, well, we're just doing our job. We're only doing what the legislature tells us to do. You know, we don't really care what we're told to do. We just do as we're told. But it's not, that's not true. Uh, the cops come out as an organization in favor of more tyranny. They lobby for new legislation. They lobby against legislation that would repeal uh, the levels of tyranny that they've already created. So, even here in New Hampshire, where it's a relatively gun-friendly place to be, there are still a few restrictions. And there was a proposal to repeal some of those restrictions recently. Yes. And the police chiefs came out, or the police you know, the cops came out in opposition of this proposal, and they came out with their fear-mongering about how, oh, you can't let some felons have guns because tour
1: the state even what's that? They toured the state really even. So on yeah. a speaking
0: tour. Yeah, yeah. So to fearmonger people to say yo, oh, you can't just legalize felons carrying firearms, and it was only a proposal to legalize some felons, it wasn't even all felons. But you can't even have these uh, child molesters having firearms or whoever having firearms because well they're felons. And, you know, the suggestion, of course, there is that if it, if it were um, because it's illegal, that the felons are unable to get firearms, which is a complete fantasy mm-hmm. and totally unrealistic and absurd. And as we know from Mark, who is, is not here tonight, but he is someone who did go to prison for a violent felony. And now he has a family and he's complete, completely turned his life around, but he can't protect his family. No, it's a felony again for him to even possess a weapon to protect his family. Even but, a plastic knife But under none of the that way. matters to right. the police because once you're a criminal in their book, you're a criminal forever, even if you've so-called paid your debt to society or whatever. But the point being that they come out and they lobby against these freedom measures. They are active advocates for the state. They're active advocates for the status quo and for increasing their control and the militarization of the police. And it seems like the only way to defeat these people is to somehow outnumber them. And unfortunately, we're not to that point yet. Uh, you told me in your interview, Paul, that you are a Free State Project participant, and you plan on coming up to New Hampshire, which I think is exciting. I don't know what your timetable is, but I know you said you're going to run for sheriff down uh, down south first. I wish you were here running for sheriff in, here <laughs> in Cheshire County because the sheriff here is out of control, and we've got a lot of activists that would love to uh, to help with uh, with something like that. But uh, in,
8: in in the end, that that may all change. Okay, that I may be up in New Hampshire and running for county sheriff in the county, you know, like a, you know where you're at, and but this is this is the, the the biggest factor that the American people need in in law enforcement in the in, in the entire law enforcement community community, you know, they need to. You said fear mongering, and this is their this is the key of what they're doing, and which is explained in my book. They need to look at the fear-mongering that, that, that they are accomplishing because how they're accomplishing not only the fear-mongering is that, that they're making small criminals out of these people, these American citizens. And then once they get, they get a record because they went in and they got convicted of a misdemeanor of, like, say, marijuana possession mm-hmm. – they're, they're afraid to do anything now because they're afraid their past is going to go up. so you were absolutely correct when you said once a criminal always a criminal and that is not the America that I that I grew up in that I was born into and I'm not going to allow it to stand
0: Thank you Well, good on you Paul and I look forward to seeing you here sooner rather than later because I know that if if I myself or Nemi were to run for sheriff it just you know we'd be laughed out of the the race. Well I am uh,
1: taking the the police exam in April really I am.
0: I'm curious to know what that's all about. Paul, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, but if, if, you know, if one of us were to run, we wouldn't be taking it seriously because we don't have the law enforcement experience. But right. somebody with 10 years of law enforcement experience who also, by the way, was talking with – again, if you hear the interview on last night's podcast, uh, he talks about how he was uh, not only in law enforcement but also in the military, also went to law school – And, you know, and so he's been in all of these areas of tyranny, basically. Please come to Cheshire County. Yeah, please (laughs) do. We need you here. Absolutely. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, speaking of uh, the law, yeah – we know that they make the rules up as they go along. But all that said, they still somehow have to pretend like they're following some rules. And if you know what those rules are, it can make a big difference uh, when you're in court. If you go in completely without any knowledge, they're just going to roll right over top of you. If you go in with some knowledge, it can make a difference. And so Jurisdictionary can help you with that. They offer a four CD course that it's so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend, and it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. So this is a great solution for people that don't want to hire an attorney or can't afford an attorney. I'm the, uh, the I'm both of those categories. Yeah. I, I can't afford it, and I don't want one. Uh, and uh, the JurisDictionary will arm you with the information that you need to to have the best chance in the government's you know admittedly very restrictive and very biased uh, courtrooms. Now JurisDictionary.com is where you go to download some free tools. Go ahead and uh, you know take it take it for a test drive. They Get free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, uh, the free legal dictionary, free videos, and of course, you can buy the course and use their pull down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from free talk live at jurisdictionary.com. That's jurisdictionary.com. 855-450-FREE. That is the toll-free number here. Coming up, there's news, uh, Nemi, you're going to share. If we get a chance, though, the phones are, are pretty low, yeah. We're definitely going to take your calls about anything. But also on the way, if we get a chance, the latest rankings on press freedom. U.S. not looking so hot. In fact, it hasn't looked very hot for a while from from, if I'm recalling right, correctly. That's true. Uh, but now we've, uh, the U.S. has dropped further, apparently. We'll give you more de- uh, details. Also, in related news, uh not, not going to get into detail on it, but the Heritage Foundation, the U.S. has dropped on their rankings of economic freedom, I believe, from ninth place to tenth place yes. in the most recent one. Uh, hour 3 is next. You take control. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live.
6: BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Fetus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.
0: Free Talk Live, toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want, one 450 3733 Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, where you can enjoy the various features there. Totally free. Unlike those other talk shows, that want to charge you for their sites. freetalklive.com. It's all there. It's all free. So enjoy. Uh, So joining you here tonight, it's Ian and Nemi. And by the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI C A I. and Jason Osborne, the man behind SACL CAI, or one of the guys behind SACL. Uh, He's been a longtime supporter of this program and really appreciate Jason Osborne and everything that he does, not just for Free Talk Live, but the Liberty Movement as a whole. He is uh, sponsoring a number of uh, liberty-oriented media programs out there. And also uh, is, I believe, involved in organizing this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, which will be coming up this summer. Nice. Although right now we're focusing on the Liberty Forum, which is imminent. It's coming up in just a few weeks. So I'm sure we'll talk more about Porkfest after the Liberty Forum wraps up. Uh, and maybe we'll talk with Jason about those things when the time comes. Again, thanks to Jason over at SACL CAI. Let's continue here with your calls and your thoughts. Crichton is on the line in Kentucky. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nemi. How are you guys today? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I was going
9: to bring up the main caucus this weekend, but while I was on the line. I was listening to your other callers, and I had other points to make related to some of your previous callers, if you don't mind. Go for it. Uh, concerning the guy in the uh, and his, uh, scouts with the flag issue, um, there's actually three flags for the United States. Most people don't know that. you got the normal old glory that everybody thinks about, which is actually a war standard. And that's part of the reason, like you said, that people don't like to uh, salute it because it's kind of nationalistic. And you also have the garrison flag, which looks just the same, except it has a gold border around the outside, and it's usually very large and flies over embassies and foreign bases and places like that. But the one he might want to consider is called a civil flag. and uh, it, it represented... Um, the authority of civil law and state authority as it flew over federal institutions in state territory, like it would be, it used to fly over uh, post offices and customs of offices prior to 1914 when we entered World War One, you can still get the civil flag, but no one knows what they look like. You, well, you know what they look like. You can go online. You can find them. They actually have a vertical blue and white stripes. and all the same rules apply, but it's not a war standard, so that might... Solve some
0: vertical red and white or blue and white
9: blue and white they're, ver- huh. they're vertical blue and white stripes not horizontal red and white stripes
0: okay when you look for u.s civil flag it comes up with vertical red and white stripes i've never i've I, you know the only place i've ever seen this is on like crazy conspiracy uh, websites and stuff what where, where, where do you find that what do you what do i look for to find this flag
9: Other than searching Google, I got off the top of my head. I can't. I don't know.
1: What's the name of the Um, flag again?
9: You said the civil flag.
1: Civil Civil Flag. flag.
0: Hmm. It, Interesting. It flown since
9: 1914, so, since was your suggestion? Because
0: the reason this call, this gentleman called before, he's working with the scouts. He's frustrated by the nationalism uh, within the scouting organization. Frustrated by them uh, saluting this uh, symbol of tyranny, the flag. There we go. Uh, so, so, you know, frustrated by the uh, the idea that you know these kids are are forced or not forced, but they're uh, encouraged to uh, you know to worship the idea of the state and he wanted to do something about it. So what are you suggesting that he should try to replace the U S the standard flag with the civil flag?
9: No, because that wouldn't work too well, but right. he might want to consider an, like a, an educational kind of presentation about what three flags are. Cause most people don't know what they are. Um, well, what's and, the value of the civil are, flag?
0: I guess I don't understand why one would care about it.
9: Well, Back in when the United States was founded, it was very common for most countries, like in Europe especially, that would have a flag for war and a flag for peace. Um, and so we had two. You know, Old Glory, of course, was a war standard. It, it flew during wartime. Um, but during peace, we had uh, the civil flag, which it didn't ever fly over Washington, D.C., as far as I know.
0: It says here on Wikipedia that it's a version of the national flag that is flown by civilians on non-government installations or craft. The use of civil flags was more common in the past in order to denote buildings or ships that were not manned by the military.
9: Correct. It it, it denoted a civil organization of of the nation or a federal organization under the direct authority of a state, like a post office being inside of a state territory. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and that distinction is important on only on a legal basis, but it's not nationalistic. So a uh, history-based discussion about that might help his his goals. Maybe not. Um, but I thought I'd bring that up. Um, okay. Very good, Craig.
0: Well, anything else on your mind I mean, tonight?
9: Yes. I want to talk about the call with the, the legal problem, too.
0: By the way, I can't oh, find okay. any civil flags with blue and white stripes on them. All I see is red and white. I
9: may be wrong about that particular detail. I know there's... Okay. There's blue involved in there. I know they're vertical. Gotcha. It's been a long time since I've, I've done anything with that. Um, the caller with the legal problem. Uh, I've heard him several times call in, and it sounds to me like he's fallen into a case of mistaken identity and that the prosecutor knows it and is trying to delay action so that he can fi- hopefully figure out a way to save space and not mess up his... his um,
0: uh, records. Maybe you're referring to a guy who's facing criminal charges for an act he doesn't even know what they're talking about like they won't even tell him what it is he allegedly did besides that it's uh, that it's an assault.
9: Correct and it's pretty obvious to me that the prosecution is engaged in a delaying tax and, and the only reason that they would do such a thing is if the prosecutor himself knows that he has no case and doesn't want to lose to a self represented citizen because that affects how he can get Further, He can get promoted or a further political office, et cetera. So if he would call the prosecutor's office, because if, he self, if he's representing himself, he can do that. Um, call him and see if he can work out something else that, that allows the prosecutor not to get a, uh, a statistical bad mark on his uh, record. He might just, he might just go away. It might not either, but I don't
0: know. Well, a little uh, communication never hurt anybody, I suppose, in in those those circumstances. Creighton, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-453. free. is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It looks like there's some questions as to whether or not the civil flag is actually real. There's uh, one website here that uh, where the author claims that he's investigated it and could not find any evidence that uh, that it actually existed. Again, I haven't had a much of a chance to really dig in here. Either way, I I wouldn't fly fly any of those flags, and I don't think that's what Crichton was advocating. He was just talking about, you know, maybe uh, educating the kids about the flags and their origins and and that sort of thing.
1: I think that is that's probably the way that I would go. Um, what what I've run into personally as a native here in in the fourth grade, um, schools are edu- educating in the history classes about the state of New Hampshire and the history of the state of New Hampshire. And and this affects me personally because as a fourth grader in New Hampshire, I, I went and saw uh, some folks open carrying in the state house. And the the question for my fourth grade teacher at the time was, well, why do we have the Second Amendment? Why are these people allowed to carry in the in the state house? And. I was raised by, uh, in a military family, very heavily military mm-hmm. family, and I know the, the nine-year-old in the class raised her hand and said, Second Amendment is there to keep all of the others intact. I, I think to, to teach a historical perspective, to teach... Uh, the kids about all of the different flags and, and what their rights are, I think, is a fantastic way to go. I think it's a dangerous way to go because to teach kids what their rights are is not a popular position, never has been, never will be. Um, but I, I so think, do it anyway. Right. I would do it anyway. And and I think that if the caller who was the, who was the Cub Scout leader what is really looking to make a difference, I think that's where I would encourage him to go is actually educate the kids in what their rights are.
0: Absolutely. But at the same time, once you've done that, it's still going to be difficult to participate in those things. So Absolutely. I, I wouldn't want to participate in them. I mean, if I were to educate them as to what their rights are and the history of the flag or the history of the Pledge of Allegiance, I would then you know let them know, look, and I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. So I'm going to stop from right. here on out and we'll see what the Boy Scouts do to me because right. of it right rather than just quitting which is also a possibility 855 450 free the sacl cai toll free line uh, you can bring up what you want to control of these airwaves 1855 450 3733 there appears to be something called a customs flag which it looks like the civil so called civil flag was sort of based on but it may simply be a creation of of individuals, not necessarily that it was uh, as a part of the state or or whatever. It's it's confusing history. More coming up. Free talk. The toll-free number here for you to bring up anything you want is one 855 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Nemi. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include our mobile site. You can go to m. As in mobile.freetalklive.com to access Free Talk Lives, live streams, and the podcast quickly and easily through your mobile device. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. And if you're a mobile kind of person, you probably don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and pick up a book and read. I know I can relate to that. Uh, There's just, we're all so busy these days. There's so much that we've got going on in our lives. It sure would be convenient to be able to read without actually having to make time for reading. And audible. Podcast.com slash FTL can can help you with that. They've got a whole lot of audiobooks as well as podcasts and other forms of audio information and entertainment. In fact, they're the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio info and entertainment. Go to AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL. You can search through their entire catalog and you can get a free audiobook. You get a free gold membership and download by going to AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL. It makes it easy uh, to download audiobooks and uh, get the the information into your ears. Whether you're looking for nonfiction, new releases, erotica, history, sci-fi, classics, business, they've got them. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Get your free audiobook right now over at com slash FTL. Let's go to the phones. Fun. Uh, Jess is on the line listening in Idaho. Jess, you're on Free Talk Live with In and Nemi.
10: In and Nemi, how are you tonight? Just
0: super. What's on your mind?
10: Uh, well, I was in the chat at uh, slash studio um, There was something of a discussion concerning atheism and ag- agnosticism and the differences between the two.:
0: What are um, the differences I, between the two?
10: In my mind, in my mind, uh, the state of agnosticism is not having a belief um, whether a deity exists or not. Um, in my mind, atheism is the belief that a deity
0: does not indeed exist. That is my understanding of the differentiation. My understanding.
1: I, I think it's it's comparing apples and oranges. And I'm glad that you've called in, and so we can discuss this on the air. I think um, uh, there's a difference here between knowledge and belief. I, I, and ag- sorry, an agnostic. Um, Greek Gnostic is uh, for knowledge so you're without knowledge if you're an agnostic and I think that's pretty safe to say for I don't know 99 95 how many percentage of people have a belief have a faith in a higher power or a god or a deity Um, but a theist is a person who either has belief if you're a theist you have a belief in a higher power or a god and if you're an atheist you are without belief um, so I personally, as an atheist, I do not have a belief in a, in a God. It's not that I, I sit at my, my traffic light and say, gosh, I know there's no God. It's not that I know there's not a God. I'm not making an assertion of of knowledge, whether I know there is one or not. It's it's that I, as an atheist, do not have a personal belief in a deity. And it, it's pretty simple to explain to, say, my Christian friends who are like, I don't understand how you can be an atheist. It's pretty simple. I believe in one fewer god than than they do they don't believe in zeus they don't believe in thor they believe in jesus or the christian god um and i just don't believe in that particular god either so that's that's my understanding
0: okay so you've you seem it seems like maybe i'm misunderstanding what you're saying nemi it seems like you've dug a little bit further into the terms are, are, but you are agreeing there's a difference between being an atheist and, and an agnostic. Absolutely.
1: Right? I, and I think the assertion that's being made is that. Um, you're not I,
0: saying you know. Oh, you're saying I you don't I believe. Have,
1: no, I, I lack a belief. I, I think, we're, and it does get into semantics and it does feel like splitting hairs. And I have done quite a bit of, of research into it, so I could just ascertain exactly what my position is because, you know, it's easy to say you're. Oh, I don't know if there's a God, so I'm an agnostic. No. Yeah,
0: the statement you made before, though, was that 95% of people who believe in a God don't have knowledge? How
1: How do you personally know there's a God or not?
0: Well, okay, then uh, well, what I'd like to get into here is personal experience with spirituality. Okay. Uh, somebody who has had – I mean, for instance – so there are people out there who claim that they have talked to God, right? Sure. Or there's people out there that claim they've received a message or that claim sure. that they've had some sort of a supernatural uh, experience or spiritual experience that is very persuasive to them. Sure. Now, there's no way to test their, uh, their knowledge. There's no way to verify Correct. their experience. But that doesn't mean it's not knowledge. I mean, if you look in the def- definition of knowledge, for instance, uh, acquaintance or familiarity gained by sight, experience, or report— uh, you know, familiarity or conversance with a particular subject or branch of learning. So, I mean, just simply uh, an experience can be knowledge, and you can't knock someone's personal experience because was you- not intended as a
1: knock. Before before folks start flooding the lines and saying that I, I'm trying to knock folks who have had a personal experience. No, what I mean by 95 percent 99 percent is you can't take it into a lab. You can't recreate it. You can't put it in a bottle and show not. it to it's somebody God. else. <laughs>
10: okay, I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't take God into a lab, and, and, I, and I can't see God, but does that make me not a Christian? You know, because I don't know, you know, for scientific fact that he exists.
0: Now, what is your basis of belief? I, I mean, you just said that you're a Christian, so where where are you um, coming from on this conversation?
10: No, 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 no I'm not Christian. <laughs> i just Christian. An as an I, example, I actually was—I uh, considered myself to be agnostic for a time. Uh, I grew up Christian, um, and then considered myself to be agnostic for a time because I, I was really kind of undecided as to whether I thought that God existed or not.
0: Well, wouldn't the agnostic—wouldn't um, uh, the agnostic argue that there can't be an atheist because you can't know that there is no God?
1: Again, it comes back to there's a difference between knowledge and belief you can i don't believe that one can have knowledge of god you disagree and that's that's cool that's mm-hmm. cool um but ag- being an agnostic means you you have no personal knowledge um having a belief is is something completely different either you have a belief or you don't i like i said i don't sit at the at the light thinking
0: but don't your beliefs have to be based on some knowledge or some you know Go ahead I mean, uh, well, if you log- have if, you,
10: that logic, could I be agnostic and atheist? Sure. at the same time
1: absolutely, I would have to say that I am agnostic and atheist because I lack a personal belief, but I also have no knowledge of whether there is a God or not
10: I guess could I, s- I be an agnostic Christian
1: sure I don't I don't what? see why you could be no. because you don't have the uh, you don't have <laughs> personal knowledge if you if you decide that you are going to be a person of faith and follow the Christian faith or the Muslim faith, that is a choice.
0: I guess I see where you're coming from on this. So you're saying that an agnostic can have a belief but still not know? Correct.
1: Okay. Absolutely. It seems
0: it seems an unusual position, but maybe well, it, it makes sense. Well, kids believe in
1: Santa Claus. Kids believe in the Tooth Fairy. Does that mean that...
0: You know what I mean? Do they? But they, do they know about it? And well, what they know is that there's money left under their pillow. They know there are uh, presents left under the tree. So beliefs can be based on knowledge, even incomplete knowledge. Sure. And so you have had, you have a belief about God. The fact no, that you, you believe I have that there a lack no God. of
1: no, uh, no. Okay, no. true. Your lack of belief,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, so you have no belief. You claim you have no beliefs about God, and that should be based on your lack of knowledge about it, right?
1: No. It's it's just a statement of Because there are of plenty fact. of people
0: that, that have personal experiences that will relate them sure, to you.
1: absolutely. And,
0: uh, you know, I have no reason to distrust uh, someone's personal experience. True. So wouldn't that be knowledge from which you could then base a, uh, a lack of belief or belief? We'll come back no. with more. Uh, Jess, if you want to stick with us, you're welcome to here. 855 free That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I feel like you're on to something here, but I'm not sure. It's free talk line. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. And they are on the house. So enjoy those over at freetalklive.com. And if you'd like, uh, you can visit the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Now then, if you are a cigarette smoker, you may want to consider quitting. Because, you know, it could be bad for your health in the future, those cigarettes. And even if you don't end up getting lung cancer from it, because there's no guarantee you will get cancer. Some people do, some people don't. You can guarantee that it's going to make your drapes smell or your couch stink and your breath nasty. You can guarantee those things about cigarettes. You already know that's true. And you know it's an expensive habit. You know that if you're buying a pack a day, that You're spending a lot of money every single year. buying two packs a day. You're spending a whole lot of money every single year just to continue your habit. So just from a financial aspect, switching to Vaporsmiths.com, switching to an e-cigarette from Vaporsmiths.com makes a lot of sense. From a you-smell-good kind of aspect, it makes a lot of sense, too, uh, because the vaporizer doesn't have the problems that smoke has. It's better for you. It smells better. In fact, it's pleasant. It's nice to smell uh, vapor. They uh, they can flavor it in all kinds of ways, like vanilla or strawberry or cherry and other flavors as well. And you're going to save money. A pack-a-day smoker will save up to a, maybe even more than $120 a month, a whole lot of money every single month, simply by switching to vapor. So you'll smell better, you'll have more money in your pocket, and you're probably going to be feeling better as well. Really, what have you got to lose? Especially considering the vaporizers are free. All you have to do is buy 40 cartomizers or more using coupon code FTL over at vaporsmiths.com. And when you do that, you're already going to get free shipping because all orders over 60 bucks are uh, free shipping at vaporsmiths.com. So you're going to get the e cigarettes for free. You get two of them in the starter kit. You get the charger, and you'll start with uh, at least 40 cartomizers to get you uh, going. And each one of those cartomizers is approximately a pack of cigarettes. So head on over to Vaporsmiths.com or call them at 855-2-GET-VAPOR. That's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. So we just lost uh, Jess. He dropped off the line there uh, a moment ago, but he had called in about agnosticism versus atheism. And you've got some very strong beliefs or opinions. Opinions. How about that? Uh, opinions. Done some research yeah. on on this. Uh, I mean, I think you, yeah. you you make a persuasive case that one could be an agnostic and also be a Christian. In that, or one could be an agnostic and also be an atheist. Yes, yes. In that, uh, the person who is an agnostic is of the position that they don't know for sure.
1: One position is about faith and one, or, or faith or belief, and the other is about knowledge. Mm-hmm. You don't have firsthand knowledge. I, I mean. unless Unless you do unless you do and in which case you do i guess i i don't know um but an an atheist is a person who does not have a belief it's not that it's um you believe there is no god it's just that you do not have one personally and that fits for me so i am an atheist
0: did you ever believe there was a god
1: uh no no, I really? really never have. And and for 6 years in Catholic school, yeah, I was the no, I was really? the outcast. yeah, totally. Totally. Um I I am actually grateful to my folks because I wasn't baptized into a particular religion. Mm-hmm. I I was exposed to several different religions wow. um and were they of a religion? Um I believe they were raised a particular religion. They weren't necessarily practicing by the mm-hmm. time that I I came around, but they really made uh, a concerted effort to expose me to as much as As they felt uh, was appropriate for an education standpoint, um, and and left it up to me to decide whether what I believed and what not. And I I really, um, that's one of the things I respect my parents most for, um, is not kind of just brainwashing me into a a particular way. So I did. I've read uh, four versions of the Bible. I've gone to. I've done all sorts of research. You've read the
0: Bible four times.
1: Yeah, I know, right.
0: Gosh, I've I have never even gone I, through it once. I
1: didn't. I didn't even. Uh, I didn't get out much when I was. A, a, I was going to say, kid. were you in jail? I was in jail. <laughs> That's pretty much how it was. <laughs> it was. It was Catholic school and boarding school and lots and lots of books. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think I am grateful for the opportunity and the the decision that I finally came to for myself is is I am an atheist. I mm. I lack a belief in a, a god. And as I said in the last segment it, it it baffles some of my Christian friends because they said we don't understand how you can 't believe in anything at all and, and I said y- you know there's a encyclopedia of gods that has thousands of gods different kinds of gods and goddesses and all these these different things that are con- control it, sexuality or fertility or mm-hmm. growth of of plants and if you don't believe in those, then how can you possibly question how I just believe in one fewer god than you do well my mom told
0: me that this god was real so therefore i believe in it
1: congratulations (laughs) i'm happy for you you know
0: and and that's the thing i've never understood that either i don't
1: i don't disrespect folks of faith in fact there are a lot of times that i am actually envious of people of faith why because it seems that it's it's like hope it gives them hope gives them faith it it kind of buoys their spirits um, when, you know, someone asked me last night, you know, what do you believe happens when you die? And I'm like, you go on the ground. And that's it. Mm. And, and the look on their face—they were aghast. <laughs> you
0: know, like, I, I don't. I, I don't believe that anymore uh, myself. Well,
1: you know, uh, to each and that's their a belief, to right? each their own. I, that's that's a belief. Right. That that is what I believe happens. Yeah. You know, and I know there there are some folks out there who believe in the afterlife and believe that you know in heaven or, or whatever. There are all sorts of different belief systems that you can have, and I certainly respect your right to have whatever belief system you you want to have. What what I kind of bristle about is someone telling me that atheism and again it seems like it's splitting hairs but you're telling me that my lack of faith is actually a belief that something doesn't exist i don't worry myself about whether it exists you're right i'm glad you called me on that i just don't believe i I don't concern myself with it as as
0: a former atheist i should have i should have known better and i shouldn't have said it that way so i'm glad you called me so you know atheists do not believe in those things
1: they lack a belief yeah you know, and, and it's it there is a difference between and I am lacking atheist, a belief.
0: Uh from the monotheistic perspective. I, d- I do not believe in that particular God. But and, I do believe that there is something that's greater and I think that uh that everyone is all uh you know, essentially little parts of one big giant mm-hmm. whole, uh wonderful, super universal kind of uh I would agree with that being thing. Uh, but I don't think that it's a daddy god in the sky that's sitting down looking on you and judging you and deciding to send you off to some fiery place. Right. But I think that, that Old Testament
1: God is not a nice guy.
0: Right. But I do like the idea, and it's just an idea, so it is a belief. Sure. I do like the idea that there's something more to you than what you see or what you. Uh, experience in that whatever you know, maybe you would call it a soul or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but the, you know, the idea there is a really cool video that the guy over at Free Concord put together, Garrett, Garrett, uh, freeconcord.org where he was interviewing a victim of the the state's aggression in the case of uh, medical marijuana. Somebody who was using marijuana for medicinal purposes and uh, ended up having a a near death experience in in his life and was recounting that. And how that he had such a, a major change after, after this experience, mm-hmm. because what he experienced in this was that during this near-death experience, he experienced his life and what he did to other people from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So his soul if you will he him he was put into the the, the roles of the people mm-hmm. that he had hurt uh over time the people that he had wronged mm-hmm. so he could feel from their perspective what it was like when he did those things that he did to them mm-hmm. uh and that i thought was you know really persuasive but also you can also feel the pleasure that you gave to people as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of a, a recap of one's life from an outside perspective and you just think when you when you hear stories like that you just I have to, you know, you have to wonder, is it just that you go in the ground or is there a little bit more to certainly. it? Certainly,
1: And I've done a lot of reading and it, it's, um, I, I have friends who also have done a lot of research and reading on, on near-death experiences and they have encouraged me to do some reading. I have done some reading. I certainly don't claim to have all the answers. Look you know? at a DMT
0: as well, uh, dimethyltryptamine, yeah. where it's found that it occurs naturally in, all across nature in our own bodies. The pineal gland seems to excrete it, especially during near-death experiences. And people that have experimented with DMT, even in controlled conditions, have essentially lost their body and lost everything that was human about Mm. them, uh, but ended up uh, going off into this ethereal kind of uh, void where they (laughs) it's pretty interesting. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. If you call in now at 855-453, that's the SACL, C-A-I-TOLL, Freeline, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free so enjoy those on us. And if you enjoy Free Talk Live and would like to support us, you may do that by shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. You're going to do shopping online anyway because it makes sense because Amazon's got great prices and a huge selection and free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items, even used items as well in dozens of categories. So you've probably already shopped at Amazon before. Thing is, if you enter through our affiliate link over at shop.freetalklive.com, then Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase. So all you really have to do is change a habit. Instead of going straight to Amazon, you just go to shop.freetalklive.com and use the affiliate link there to enter the Amazon website. And at that point, anything you buy, Free Talk Live will get a cut. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and your thoughts. Keith is in New York City. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nemi. Hello, Keith. Hey, what's going on? Keith, what's on your mind tonight?
11: Um, well, I was listening to you talk about the difference between atheism, agnosticism, and theism, and I, I have kind of a unique, unique view that no one's ever really been ever asked by, it, so I thought I would just share it with you. Okay. Um, I don't consider, like, well, I'll just talk about me. I don't think that I'm an individual being. I think I'm a cellular creature. There's a physical body, which is a homo sapien, and, and then there's an energy or something inside me, and they work together. And that's the struggle with sin. Where the flesh wants this, the energy wants that, and that's the eternal struggle. And then, yeah, the energy's there before the body's born, and the energy escapes when the body dies. It's so like, pretty much proven that when they read your brain waves in the hospital, that's pure energy. It's the the firing of neurons, that's energy. And you can't create energy, you can't destroy it, so it's got to come from somewhere, and it's got to go somewhere. You know, understand when the body's born and it dies. I just feel like I'm a symbiotic creature, and right now I'm two creatures. But when the body dies, then I don't know. I guess I'll be the energy. Yeah, I see where you're coming I, I from. I I, I, I
0: tend to share some of those uh, that that viewpoint. That uh, essentially the the body is the vessel for the you know individuation of essentially all that uh, you know all that is. Uh, you're you're temporarily individuated from that whole in this body.
11: Yeah, basically, yeah. So I don't know what you would classify that, but that's, you know, I just feel that, that's my truism,
7: whatever you want to
0: call it. It's It seems a little panentheistic. I mean, that's the yeah. uh, the viewpoint I have. I would is agree. That, is that if you believe that we're all part of one giant whole or that we're all one or we're all connected, uh, that that's basically a panentheistic viewpoint, that everything that is and everything that isn't is God, if you want to use that term. Uh, but I think that term confuses people because the word God tends to conjure up the daddy God kind of bearded man in the sky uh, vision, which, of course, is not at yeah. all what we're talking about. Keith, thanks for the call tonight and your thoughts. I appreciate it. At eight five five four fifty free that's the SACL, C-A-I toll-free line. Now, when we were talking about this in the last segment, this kind of panentheistic uh, viewpoint, You seem to have some sort of affinity for it, uh, Nemi, which makes me think, you know, are you a real atheist? Or can you, you know, are you kind of like me where I'm an atheist when it comes to the daddy god or the monotheistic god or the separate god, but I'm not when it comes to believing in something higher than my individual self?
1: Well, I certainly don't think I'm the be-all and end-all of the universe. I'll say that. Um, I I am certainly not um, the greatest force in the universe, so I'm I'm not the center of it mm-hmm. um i certainly realize there are forces at work that are larger than i am um but i don't necessarily assign them uh, the role of a deity um i do believe in spirituality absolutely a soul is an animating force of of a person and what happens to your soul when you die i don't know nobody else seems to know either um my my guess my best guess is that it goes it goes poof like a match, all, all done. Now, other people have, have their own own beliefs. I definitely believe that you, you can be a spiritual person. You can be in tune with the earth. You can be in tune with the sky, the air, the water, whatever. Um, I just don't have a belief in a deity. That's, that's the long and short of it. I can believe that the soul is an animating force. There are, there are other people who don't believe that there is such a thing as a soul. There are people who believe souls need to be saved in order to enter the kingdom of heaven.
0: So could there be a supreme being? I'm sure there could be. Would that necessarily be a deity? Like, what's the difference between a being that is supreme and one that is a deity? Like, is the deity complete perfection and omniscience Bad. uh it could be it could be complete presence it
1: could be invisible it could be all powerful and timeless for the be all and end
0: all I, I, or is I, it you know a, a you know time traveling race of uh, super powerful aliens aliens does that qualify? i knew
1: aliens were coming into this does that qualify so them to be
0: a deity like, no what, I, where I, do yeah. you cross the line you know they can do super things compared to what we could. They, in theory, they could do super things compared to what we can do. Uh, you know they may have immortality. They may have the ability to to trans, uh, you know, transgress boundaries of dimension. Uh, so what would Summon that, zombies?
1: They could also possibly, make me you a peanut butter sandwich and bring it to me here in the studio. They totally could. Hook me up.
0: Where are they when you I, need them? I know, right? And but you know, at what point would they become a deity? Where where is that line that uh, that is crossed from from a, a spiritual force to well right I mean so think of have you ever seen the uh, imagining the tenth dimension video no. on YouTube Oh my God take ten minutes. Watch, imagining the tenth dimension. Okay, it'll blow your mind. But if you think about it, uh, we're third or fourth dimensional beings, in mm-hmm. that uh, you know we exist in the thir- thir- third dimension. There's also a fourth dimension, which is time. Uh, so we're we're in that area. We don't know what it's like to be a two dimensional being, if there could be such a thing, mm-hmm. some sort of entity that would be only flat. Like there is no up and down. It would just be right. flat, right? And so. The video gives an interesting example of like – and it's – again, we're, we're being very general here. It's not specific to reality. But of having like an ant being the two-dimensional creature on a piece of paper and then us as this third-dimensional, more powerful being, we can fold that piece of paper kind of in a loop, and the ant can walk from one point on the piece of paper to another point on the piece of paper that normally it wouldn't be able to reach by walking. It would take a while to walk in a straight line. But if Mm -hmm. we assist the ant by folding it, as a a supreme being might do uh, to assist the ant, then the ant is able to almost teleport in uh, in his own two-dimensional world. So there could be, in theory, right, beings that have... Uh, dimensional capabilities above this one, would they be supreme? Would they be gods? Would they be deities uh, to us?
1: I don't think so, because I don't think you're the deity to the ant.
0: Well, the ant wouldn't have the uh, the the knowledge to ascertain what was going on. But if okay. uh, if supernatural things are going on and they you know they're they're unexplainable, uh, are they you know, unexplainable or do we simply lack the knowledge? Well, we we from our position, they're they're unexplainable, right? Because if somebody is manipulating time and space from outside of this sphere, from outside of this this dimension, uh, you know that. Again, I'm just asking about where do, where do you cross the line into becoming God?
1: Into becoming God? I really don't know. That's an interesting question. And I, what I are we forward- also
0: becoming God as well? That's another question. Are humans actually on a path, a, tra- a trajectory, if you will, to becoming gods?
1: No, no, I think we're we're, on, we're getting closer to immortality. Uh, well, we might be getting closer to immortality. Mm-hmm. We we may, uh, but I think we're actually getting closer to disproving God. As my theory is, we we as people or people who uh, came before I did, um, you know, tried to make up stories of to explain things. Like okay, sure, those gods are being uh, sure, disproven. Absolutely, but if
0: if being God is to be immortal and to be all powerful and all knowing aren't we on a trajectory toward that? I mean, you've got the internet. It's making it easier to uh, to access knowledge, uh, and uh, the knowledge is coming quicker. We're going to end up probably having eternal life eventually with uh, with nanotechnology and, so? and other things like I that. I don't think so. Modifying the human body with uh, cybernetic uh, connections uh, and things. I wish we had more time to get into me it. Too. Uh, but I want to tell you briefly about bitcoins. You can go to memorydealers.com to pick them up there. There are physical bitcoins available, but of course, it's also known as, uh, more popularly, as in its digital form, where it's the for the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash you can use it anywhere in the world and you don't have to ask anyone's permission to do so and they can't be counterfeited and inflated so go and grab some up over at memorydealers.com and you can also learn more over at weusecoins.com we've got time to slip uh, bernita in here listening in west virginia to charleston's wvts go ahead bernita
9: yes hello i am um first time caller and would just like to express my opinion as a christian i've caught your uh Radio show quite often, and uh, was interested in what you're talking about with the atheist issue. Excellent. Uh, like I said, I am a Christian, and would just like to express that um, we—I am a creationist, number one—and I believe that God created us in His image. We are not gods. Hmm.
0: We are. You know, are Bernita, I would love to God. talk to you further about this. Unfortunately, you've called in at the very end of this particular episode of Free Talk Live. So, okay. I'll tell you what. Make a note. Call us back tomorrow night. You can call in West Virginia there. You're only getting the third hour live uh, from 9 to 10 Eastern. You can call us right at the beginning of the 9 o'clock hour, and that way everybody in, in West Virginia can hear you. Or you can call us at 7 o'clock Eastern, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be happy to put you on them. But the sooner you can call, the better, because this is a detailed topic, and, a, and you deserve to have more time, which yeah. you just won't get tonight. Thank you for the call. I appreciate okay. hearing from you. See you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at FreeKeen.com. That's FreeKeen.com.